When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Giving you the real from A to Z surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. News, updates, rumors, transactions, takes, and more. So strap up, Cowboys Nation, and start your day off with A to Z Sports. Live with Will Steele. Three, two, one. Here we go. <laughs> Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live, presented by the Cochran Firm and Boston Scientific. We're streaming live on YouTube and Facebook. And of course, I am your host, Will. I said, Will. Skywalker still. Boom. It's happening. It's here. The only move I think they could have made to try something. And we'll dive into it. Dallas Cowboys move on from one Kellen Moore. But before all that happened, Jerry Jones watched another division rival go to the Super Bowl. Oh, don't don't think I'm going to just let that slide. Don't think I'm going to just let that slide. As we talk about this Kellen Moore news, who is out as a Cowboys offensive coordinator, and reports are that McCarthy will be calling plays. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. Uh, but 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 see, I had an entirely different show plan. I mean, I came in here. We were about to talk about old line. We were about to talk about moving forward there, and then boom! Right after the Eagles advance to the Super Bowl again, we get the news that. Kellen Moore is out, is out as offensive coordinator. And that changed everything. How crazy would it be if I came in here and said, hey, y'all, Kellen's out as offensive coordinator. Let's talk about this offensive line. Can't do it. Won't do it. So we got to talk about that today. And already the phone lines are getting packed. So call in, get your spot, 351-999-3787. We will not be super long today. We got Dr. Boothby Doc Talk coming up uh, later on in the next hour. So we got to get through this as best we can but I want to know how y'all feel. Y'all know how I feel, but I'll reiterate it even more today. Um, and before before we dive all the way into it, before we dive all the way into it, this was something that has been, for me, those that have been here, this ain't new. This feeling about Kellen Moore is not new. This dates back to last year and previous years and whatever, in the sense that he's not bad. He's not bad, but the time is out in Dallas. That group of Kellen Moore, Dak Prescott, Doug Nussmeyer and Mike McCarthy could not return and somebody had to make a change and Kellen Moore was the change. And uh, that was just the obvious move, man. Now, there were things that happened around that and we'll get to that with the six coaches that are out and I'll tell you why. Maybe it's a tad bit too, a little too late, but as a wise man once said, right, uh, you know, never late is better. That's how I feel. 
Never late is better. But I guess you're better late than never. It is what it is. Let's get into this roundup and talk about this dang conference championship because that's something important that happened there, too. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Hey, yo. Now, before we get into this, this Kellen Moore situation, do not let Jerry Jones and the Joneses and the Cowboys distract you from the fact that that a division rival is going back to the Super Bowl in those got dang Philadelphia Eagles. Who smacked up on a beat up 49ers team 31 to 7 in a game where their quarterback wasn't all that great. But yeah, hey, I said this yesterday. What can my team do when my quarterback doesn't play well? Well, 31 to 7 is what the Eagles did. Mind you. This is their third Super Bowl appearance. I'm sorry. This is their second Super Bowl appearance in the last six years under their second different head coach, under their second different quarterback. Been saying this for years, man. Howie Roseman, as much as I hate Philly, when I remove my Cowboy fandom, if you look at that organization, it's kind of how you want your organization to be run. They have an organizational consistency from top to bottom their owner lets their general manager work the general manager gives their coach their guys unless the coaches work and then the players buy into what the coaches do there is none of this hopping on the, the radio and hopping on front of the cameras and this this divisive back and forth with power struggle there is none of that they were able to tear down a Super Bowl team and build it back up in a matter of five or six years. And you still ain't get to the goddamn NFC Championship game. Yet. We just talk about NFC Championship. Not even Super Bowl. This is their third Super Bowl. They've won one. But Frank Sinatra, you got to do it your way. So before we start a, it's Kellen Moore's fault. A, it's Dak Prescott's fault. A, it's Mike McCarthy's fault. Don't let them distract you from the fact that this division has been to five Super Bowls. Five since 2004. You've been to none. The common denominator in all of that are guys that share the same last name. Now, once you process all of that and you take your anger, now we can direct it towards Dak Prescott. Now we can direct it towards Kellen Moore. Now we can direct it toward Mike McCarthy. I just want y'all to not forget what the real issue is with this, this organization because people are going to want to do that. People are going to come in here and talk about XYZ, this player, that player, this coach, that coach. But the real issue is sitting at the top in that suite every single day, smiling down, win or lose. Let's be completely honest here. Meanwhile, the Chiefs are going to their third Super Bowl in five years. Shout out to the Chiefs. What was the Cincinnati mayor thinking? If y'all didn't see this, the Cincinnati mayor put out a video. What, what an idiot. Uh, about a paternity test to say that 
Joe Burrow is is Patrick Mahomes' daddy. And then this whole Burrow head thing was going on. I mean, what are you doing? <laughs> We're talking about the Chiefs. This this ain't Josh Johnson. This ain't Josh Johnson. It's the Chiefs. And I feel bad for Joseph Asai. Look, it, it, he made a mistake. He absolutely made a mistake at the end of that game to put them in field goal range. There's no doubt about it. Uh, that's not why they lost that game. Those were two of the best teams in the AFC battling against each other, and you saw that. Um, but you can't make that boneheaded play. You know, the, the Bengals and, and the, the Niners looked like the Dallas Cowboys when it came to penalties and undisciplined uh, situations throughout that, that ball game. Hmm. But congratulations to the Chiefs. Congratulations to the Eagles. I think we can all say this, though, right? Go Chiefs. I can't, I can't, I can't go through another Super Bowl win. with. I can't, yo. I can't. Now, this one won't feel as bad, I think, as the first one, because that was their first one. And that was the one thing we had to hang over their heads. This one right here would just be like, man, look, y'all got it, dude. Y'all did everything damn near perfectly over the last couple seasons to get to this point. I can't even hate or be mad. I can't hate or be mad. But I don't want to see him do it. Now let's get to the brass taxes here, right? Ain't that what they say? The Cowboys and Kellen Moore have mutually, and I use that in air quotes, agreed to part ways, a.k.a. that man was fired. Here's what I think happened in regards to that. I think Dallas was hoping that Kellen Moore would get hired so he wouldn't have to be fired. There's some things that go along with being, a.k.a. fired or mutually let go, whatever. I think they were hoping that Kellen Moore would be hired so they wouldn't have to go through this process. When he was not hired as a head coach, I think that's when they said, all right, man, you could look around for some other OC situations. We're not going to be bringing you back. Now, who made that decision? The Joneses, McCarthy? We'll never know. But the the overall thought process with this is that if Mike McCarthy is going to go down, he's going to go down his way right that's what we were saying about jason garrett at one point when he asked to get the, the coaching the play calling duties back in 2019 they said no it looks like mccarthy got his wish if it was mccarthy who said to do that but see this is what makes this weird and not the not the more thing because i believe the more thing had to happen but i thought that would happen first instead most of these things happen first. And this is what makes me just kind of chuckle, right? Like the Kellen Moore thing had to happen. But the entire almost staff overhaul is just odd to me. You know, I mean, okay, Joe Philbin, he probably had to get a new offensive or O-line coach. But again, when I talk about being late, I guess better late than never is is okay, but I feel like this is something that should have happened last year, and I'm on record saying this. This is not new. I felt like you needed to make this Kellen Moore move last year, but you needed to make it in general. But when you're going to do this coaching overhaul, why not do this last year? When you still had, you know, 
quote unquote cap capability when your quarterback was still making under 20 million per on the cap when you could have had now going into year two of the the new staff or whatever you want to call it now they didn't decide to do that it decided to run it back didn't work out and we kind of went backwards here we went okay we're gonna let go of all these random coordinators or assistants and then we're gonna let go of kellen moore oh by the way now mike mccarthy you're calling plays and that's where i think the conversation shifts last week we talked about guys to replace him i still have the names right here kellen moore bobby slowick i had on here wes welker scott turner uh frank wright is no longer an option he actually took kellen moore's job in 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 carolina but if these reports are true meaning not the kellen moore being let go kellen moore's gone mike mccarthy calling plays i think the conversation now shifts to not obviously who the play caller is but who is going to be helping Mike McCarthy in that game plan room? Who is going to be helping Mike McCarthy on the offensive side of the ball? I don't think Mike is going to be the guy that has to do every single thing from a play calling standpoint, game planning standpoint. And oh, by the way, he has to run the team. I don't think that's going to be the case. Uh, I think they're going to bring somebody in here. Maybe it's already here. Maybe it's Brian, Brian Schottenheimer, right? A lot of people are throwing that name out there. But I do think this next hire is important. I don't think it's just as simple as, well, Mike is calling the place, so everything's all good. Mm. And it's not anything to do with Mike McCarthy. It's just that if you look around the league, man, I feel like the the play caller's right hand is just important. Who? who, I feel like Kellen had all say, and I'm being honest. And listen to this real quick. This was Mike McCarthy talking about option routes earlier in the season, you can listen to the option route part, but there's a part in here I want you to listen to. Let me let me, let me stop this music here, and I'll, and I'll get to it. A lot of great questions today, but this is my favorite. Uh, so we get to talk a little ball here. Uh, uh, but no, I I I've never been a big option route thrower um, concept in the past. If you're going to run option routes, you need to live in that world. That that's been my experience. You can't you can't dabble on it. You know, option routes are really not part of the old traditional. West Coast offense. Uh, I've had quarterbacks in the past that didn't really like them, and, and it's and it's really about the connection that they have with the receiver. I've uh, been in systems where you only certain guys run them. You know, this is the most uh, this is the most aggressive system that I've been in uh, as far as as many people that do run the option routes. And so I think you you see our commitment to practice. We practice some, you know, option routes. You're putting the decision making into the receiver's hands. You know, it's not into the court. You know, the court, I mean, quarterback obviously has ultimate decision where to throw the ball, but there's decision making in a route as opposed to, you know, uh, maybe just one route adjustment. So um, it just it does it takes a lot of extra time. So there's a lot to take in there in, in general, but this is the most aggressive system of option routes I've been in, aka. This ain't my system, bro. <laughs> this ain't me, which we we knew that, right? But he's basically admitting it to y'all. This this is not what I do. And I believe that was the same time frame after week one, Mike McCarthy came out and said, hey, man, look, I'm going to go back to the to the drawing board with Kellen Moore here. We're going to get into the play sheet, and we're going to figure out to how to be more balanced. We're going to figure out how to get our guys the ball, et cetera, et cetera. I, I just don't ever think Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy were ever – simpatico in sync whatever you want to call it they, they they were never 
this is my guy. It was, this is the guy that I've been given, and I'm going to try to make the best out of it. And since we're not, since we're not changing offensive coordinators, since I can't put implement my system, hey, go ahead, Kellen, do your thing. So McCarthy was hands off. Then the guys up top after last year happened. Hey, McCarthy, we need you to be a bit more hands-on. All right, make up your mind. Cool, I'll be a bit more hands-on. Hey, Kellen, we cannot sit out here and run run 40 pass plays a game. We can't sit out here and just do this whole progression thing. We got to get our guys the ball. We got to be more balanced. We got to be more committed to the run. A lot, a lot of people don't like to hear that. But we got to be more committed to the run. And you saw some balanced things help out your team early on in the season. You saw Kellen become more balanced. You heard Kellen say, Hey, I wanted to throw that ball all day, but I'm learning and I'm growing. Are you learning and growing? Or does Mike have his hand on your neck? So I think now Mike McCarthy has the opportunity to implement, put his DNA into this offense. I think his DNA is on the team. I think the culture would have you, but it never was on this offense. So a lot of people want the West Coast. I think we'll probably get more West Coast things. A lot of people are or key-keying and he-heeing because we'll see more slants and we'll see more flats and and people are going back to the to the to the Packer days of when Aaron Rodgers uh called out Mike McCarthy when Mike McCarthy pretty much came out after you know when he was hired and said hey I went back I reflected and I realized yeah I did get stale and it was time to go that was 13 years there sometimes it's time to go I wonder if Mike McCarthy has learned and grown like you say Kellen Moore did but I think the guy he brings in is going to be important. Is it going to be a West Coast guy? Is it going to be kind of a new age guy that can give him some, some tweaks to the West Coast offense? The reason why I always said, hey, listen, I'm, I'm going to be happy if we move on from Kellen because you had to get somebody else up in here that can help coach up, not just Dak Prescott, but give you new life and breath and fresh air into this offense in general. We Let's be honest. We have a, a, a lineage situation here, a bloodline situation here going dating all the way back from 2007. I think it was time to start changing that. But it was always, okay, yes. But what is the other option? Like, what what happens after that? We got the answer. McCarthy is calling the plays. Who's going to help McCarthy implement the game plan? Hmm? Who's going to be that guy? Shot Is it Schottenheimer or whatever it was? Uh... Uh, is it is it going to be one of the guys I said, Bobby Slow? Are we going to bring back a passing game coordinator, a run game coordinator? All these questions are yet to be answered, which is why I said yesterday when I talked to Vach, I think this is something we got to put a pin in. First of all, I've only heard David Moore say Ke- Mike McCarthy's calling plays. That still may be true, but that's the only guy I heard it. So maybe he maybe he will, maybe he won't. But if he does, who he brings in is just as important. It's just as important. All right, we got a lot of callers on the line, so let me get to them real quick, Cowboys Nation. And here, your thoughts on this situation with the Pulse of the Nation hotline presented by the Cocker Firm. Make sure you hit up Larry and Brian if you need any legal help, legal advice. You want to be one of their clients because you got into an accident down here in Dallas where there's a ton of construction and these people can't drive. If you're one of those people who can't drive and your insurance is... Not good. Maybe you need a Larry, a Brian, the Cochran firm. Regardless, hit them up at 1-800-THE-FIRM or schedule a free consultation today 
at CochranTexas.com. Let's hear from our guy, Glenn. What's good, Glenn? Hey, good morning, Sky. Good morning. Uh, thanks for taking the call. Yes, sir. So um, I think this is this is good news. Um, I think for a couple of reasons. Number one, I think uh, Kellen Moore just – I felt like we were having the same conversation every year, week after week, especially when it came to December and January. And it just seemed like he didn't necessarily uh, – really do a, a good job of self-scouting as far as what went wrong last year. It seems like we kind of had the same issues. So it's good news that they're moving on. I think it really it really begs the question now. Um, we really get to, to, uh, to evaluate Mike McCarthy on his own merit, and I think yeah. it's only fair that uh, what did Bill Parcell say, hey, if you're going to ask me to cook the food, I, sh- I should be able to shop for the groceries. Well, not exactly a, a one-to-one analogy because we're talking coaching philosophy, but he should be able to call his plays and fall on his own sword. I think the bigger question that we have to wonder is, are they really going with a whole new offense? Because as I think you pointed out, McCarthy is a West Coast offense guy. We've been running Dan Coryell for 30 years here. So are we implementing a whole new offense? And if that's that, the case... That's the question, eh? Yeah, that, that's the question, but but it's also, I think one thing has to be pointed out, and you know this, there's a difference between play calling and play design. And I think as much as I, I, I think Dak is a solid quarterback, if we go West Coast, which is more horizontal, is that really playing to Dak's strength when it comes to accuracy? I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, I would love the West Coast offense for Dak Prescott. Oh, my God, yes. I think there's a myth in regards to Dak accuracy and and, and and going sideways. Go go watch a lot of this year. I thought he was really damn good throwing throwing sideways. But we 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 magnify the one or two times he's not, and we kind of ignore the rest of when he is. So I think yeah, I think simplifying things in that manner, getting more play action boots. I think he's fantastic when you do that type of stuff. So I would love I would welcome the West Coast offense philosophy, not necessarily old school West Coast, but West Coast with some 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 twang to it. Like you see Shanahan, that's that's basically what's happening over there. It's just got a little sauce to it. I absolutely think that would work here. Okay, well I I don't necessarily disagree with you. I I, I don't know that I've seen enough to really definitively decide one way or another, but I but I think it's it's something that's worth looking into. I think the other thing that I think can't go. Uh, sort of unobserved is that I think uh, I think so much when it comes to play calling has to do with with, with pre-snap window dressing, right? You look at you look at Kellen uh, Moore. It, it always appeared that you could kind of tell pre-snap what he was going to do. And I think when with Mike McCarthy, I think he's seasoned enough to know that it's not all about how many yards can you eat up, but can you move the sticks when you have to move the sticks. And I think the, the you know the, the later the latter half of the year, especially really December and January, there were times when we just needed to keep the chains moving, and we weren't able to do it. And I think Mike McCarthy, I think that's where I think we're going to see some improvement. Situational football. Power. Is that what yeah. you're talking about here? Yes, situational football where you show power, right? You show power to the defense and the defensive coordinator, but then you're able to get your explosives out of power. And I think that's, that, to me, is the sign of a really good play designer, a really good coordinator, where I line up and I have no idea what's coming, or I think right. I know what's coming, 
and then you do something else. So I'm all for it. I think it's a good move, and I think McCarthy deserves to be able to be the captain of his of his offensive ship to some degree. So that's uh, that's those are my thoughts, and I'll keep listening to the show. I right, appreciate you. I'm a bit surprised he he would think the West Coast would not be a good thing for for Dak. Which again, I'm really going to try to get this this uh, if not if not kitten a quarterback former quarterback or something to talk about that specifically but I, I think man this would be a fantastic uh solution to to some of the offensive inconsistencies late in the season and that's what it's been over the over the four years of Kellen and we can take out 2020 I mean that got hurt early but a lot of the times it was hey man we get to December and January and the offense is getting you know I use this term every year it feels like weird it's getting weird. Now we can blame it on we not we can't run no more or we can't block or whatever, right? Okay. You know, I, I told y'all, I look at teams that don't have all pros across the line. And they're still able to be efficient running the ball or something like that, right? I, t- I truly 100% believe in, 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 in being schematically sound week in, week out per opponent. And if you are not going to be that week in, week out, and you're just kind of going to roll out some of the things you did, inconsistently at that they'd be in trouble when you run up against one of them ones i mean how do you explain they put up 31 points against that defense we could talk about brock purdy we could talk about i get it right but they put up 31 points and their quarterback was not good they ran the ball well against one of the best running defenses in the league because they were systematically and schematically smarter and better than D'Amico ryan's in that era hey man my q ain't having it today he ain't on today. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna use his legs. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna play with the uh with the linebackers. Notice Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw wasn't wasn't just getting to spots right away. Did you notice that? Huh? Did you notice Dre Greenlaw and 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 Fred Warner was a bit hesitant in this game? Cause they schematically got out coached. And it wasn't like they did something crazy. They were who they are. And I say it all the time to y'all, who are the Cowboys week to week when it comes, just in general, but week to week when it comes to the offensive side of the ball. And this is not new, man. This is every 2019, 20, 2021, 2022, whatever you want to call it. Every time we get to December and January, we're trying to be like, hey, man, what's going on with the offense? It's, it's up, down, it's here, there. Like, What is happening? Ah, man, maybe it's a quarterback being hurt. Maybe it's offensive line can't block four guys. Maybe, maybe we're giving the ball to Ezekiel Elliott. Whatever. But it seems like every year we're like, why is this weird? And what can we fall back on? I will ask you, for those who, you know, are in favor of the Kellen Moore, keeping him here. What does Kellen Moore do well that you can fall back on when things aren't working out? I tell you what the Niners can do. I can tell you what the Seahawks or what the uh, Eagles can do. I can tell you what the Chiefs can do. I can tell you what Cincy can. I can tell you all these things that they do. Dallas doesn't do pre-snap disguise, post-snap action. They don't run the ball consistently. They don't have a good run scheme. They don't have a good pass game. They don't do any of these things. They say A4. (laughs) Just better go out there and be great. With Noah Brown and Michael Gallup on one leg. Better go be great because if you ain't, we coming for your head. We coming for your head. B-Bird. Good morning, good sir. Hey, how you doing this morning, Scott? Good, good to talk to you this morning, bro. Yes, sir. 
So one of the things I with Kellen, Kellen is smart, but I just think he had bad raising. Um, you know, you know, you put a kid, an intelligent kid, but uh, if he has uneven raising, the house is, is crazy. He didn't come up the right way. Doesn't matter uh, how naturally smart he is. He just didn't get the the proper guidance. Kellen never went through the proper channels to become a offense coordinator. He didn't, he wasn't you know on another staff and this staff learned some things from here and there and then brought everything over here. He was just you know identified as a boy genius by the Jones and they want to put him on a fast track. But when you do that, yes, it's the did. things that he missed along the way. Yep. And, and so it, it's just what it, it's but it, he could. Just the same thing with Jason Garrett. If he just they gave him the season and he properly needed, he could have been a great coach. But they wanted to fast track him because they're trying to find somebody they can pin their names on and say that you know, hey, that's my guy. guy. We did this. Yeah, yep. yeah, that's my guy, and we brought him up. Nobody else knew about him, and we found him, and and, and this is why we're successful. And they're gonna attach your name to it. But I wanted to say a couple of things. Uh, Dak, um, you know, for Dak Prescott and McCarthy to win under the Joneses the way they're currently constructed. Man, y'all don't understand that. Do you know the front office helps Philadelphia's quarterback and coach? We hinder ours. So whenever we, if we ever get back, and if it's still the same structure, you got to look at this and be like, it's damn near a miracle because we actually work. The front office actually works against uh, the the players on the field as far as winning is concerned. And so, uh, I was going to tell you this. Um, my biggest deal with Kellen was this. I remember, man, and this was a while ago. I was playing Madden. Back when I used to play Madden a long time ago. I was about to ago. say, B Bird playing Madden. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So look. It was Madden 96. Well, yeah, it was a long one, yeah. And so. When he so, still had John so, Madden on the cover. Uh, oh, actually, did. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yo, that's crazy. That's definitely the 90s, B Bird, but go ahead. Yeah. Let me check this out. So uh, I played against one of my friends, and uh, man, beat, beat the crap out of me. So I said, okay, I'm going to go back. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I only had like five or six plays. Yeah. So I'm going to go back and I practice on a whole bunch of plays or whatever. So I said, I got him now. So we go back to play him again. All those new plays uh, that I put out there, he was shutting them down and then beat me again. And then I thought about it. I said, man, I said, what happened after I left? I said, man, I'm going back to them same old five plays. Because, see, inherently those were the ones I was comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And so I think what ends up happening when the game gets tight with, with Kellen, he has all these great ideas. But you go back to what you're comfortable with, man. And that's what he does in these games. You be like, you're like, man, what happened to the – to the motion. What happened to that play? What happened to that play? Man, that gets out of his mind because if things aren't going right, he panics and he goes back to the same old thing that he that, that he was. Um, I'm, I'm going to say this one thing, Scott, and I'll get off. We got a better scheme, I think, coming in. I'm, you know, I don't know how Mike McCarthy is going to call the plays. But one of the things I would say, too, is yeah. don't rely too much on the scheme. Understand that we still need players. And oh, so well, what, what I would yeah. say, what I would say, I, I really would like to see a Hopkins or a Diggs here. And the reason why I say that, because I want somebody, not that we have to say, well, we drafted this guy, we hope he's good. I want somebody that we know is good. And and, and we, you know, that, what we put out there against uh, San Fran uh, last week would have got ran this week too, you know, uh, in Philadelphia. We wasn't, we're, we're just not on that level yet. We have to get players in here, man, that, you know, that, that we can go to. Again, Sky, the second – First play of the second quarter was the last time another wide receiver not named CD Lamb caught a ball, and that's unacceptable. So, yeah, we could work on a scheme, but we got to say, hey, let's get some players in here so we can go for it this next two years, man. Hey, I just wanted to call and just tell you that, man. I appreciate the time, and I'm going to talk to you later. Salute, Bert. Yeah, that's that's obviously a conversation that we can't ignore at some point. Uh, once, probably once we get to free agency and offseason and whatnot, 
Um, you look at the last three NFC representatives and just go look at how they navigated the offseason. You know, just look how they navigated the offseason. And it's like, it's, I'm not saying, listen, I'm not trying to say I'm a GM or a coach or anything like that, but they're literally giving you the blueprint. There's many ways to skin a cat. I get that. There's not just one way. But in, in the NFC, you know, we, we've watched them. These last three teams have done it in a way differently, but the same at the same time. Meaning, one, in the Eagles, you got the whole rookie contract quarterback thing. The other two, there was not no rookie contract. These guys were getting paid, and they still went out and made necessary moves. Not only in the offseason, but during the season when they saw that, hmm, we got a chance here to to take advantage of XYZ and get a Super Bowl ring. Um, so, yeah, you hope that seeing the Eagles go to the Super Bowl again, twice now, two different head coaches, two different quarterbacks. But one of the things that they did that was the same was be aggressive in the offseason, be aggressive midseason. Now, listen, I ain't getting my hopes up. They're, they're going to come out. We understand what, what, what uh, Steven is going to say. A, not enough pie, uh, cap. Like, we, we get what they're going to say. But I don't know how much longer they can. I already know it's BS, but I don't know how much longer people can continue to buy this when you look at the NFC representatives every single year over the last three, four, five years, whatever it's been. Hell, you can go back to when the Eagles won in 2017. They did the same thing. They won out in free agency in the trade department in the offseason and during the season and were aggressive. So, you know, and one with a backup. So that's why I said, don't let the Kellen Moore, Mike McCarthy, Dak Prescott thing take over the real main issue that we need to see. I said this the other day, last week we had our show. I'm just asking for the front office to to do something different in a different way than y'all are. Y'all are asking the front office to do something different and, hey, let's trade the quarterback, let's fire the coaches, let's start all over. I'm saying I want them to do because they don't do that. I want them to do something different in a more of a aggressive go all in way. Because I I think we just saw the Eagles, the Ram, well the Rams are kind of already competitive, the, the Bucks or whatever, and the Cowboys are competitive. What are we talking about here? We saw these guys say, "Hey, we got a shot here. Let's go all in." If it doesn't work out, blow it up. What's it going to hurt? What's it to you? You haven't won in thirty years. Stop worrying about the future two, three, four, five years from down the line and worried about right goddamn now because what's happening, Cowboy fans can't enjoy the season no more. They can't enjoy the season. And this predates Dak Prescott. This predates Tony Romo. I digress. Toxic Tom, what's good? Good morning, Sky. Man. Can we all just have a moment of silence for the end of the Jason Garrett era? All right, let's move on. So um, you are singing music to my ears, and Cowboy fans, you all need to listen. Pavlov's bell is going off. You can't be listening to it. He's going to sell the bullshit. The problem is right here in front of us, and I hope the Eagles win just to make Jerry look like an even bigger fool than he already is. Because at the rate he's going, he's going to die a loser. That's that's basically what it's going to go down as. I look at what the Eagles are doing, and I never hear them talk about cap space. I never hear them talk about any of the noise. I don't hear Jeffrey Lurie going on radio shows undermining his head coach. 
did Nick Sirianni get to pick his entire staff? Pretty sure he did. And now we're over here celebrating because they are finally realizing that they are too late to fire a guy that never should have been the offensive coordinator to begin with. Yeah, it's a year too late, in my I, opinion. I mean, they've been. This is the same lesson they learned. Wow, with Bill Parcells, and they said, "Bill, we're going to give you control." And then they, I guess, they got scared like Brandon Carr, and they're like, "No, we we need to pick our guy again." Point of this all is. I really hope that this is a good learning experience, not just for Jerry Jones when it comes to the coaching staff, but Jerry Jones and his mentality of what it takes to win. Remember, that old man lied to Jimmy Johnson to his face on Hall of Fame weekend saying, I'm going to put you in the ring of honor. He did. Now, you don't think he's going to lie to all these fans to get those butts in those seats? Everything this man says, go ahead. What did, you said a learning experience for Jerry. What specifically are you talking about? Because boy, it's, I find that hard to believe that he's going to learn from anything. But what, what are you talking about? At the end of the day, Jerry needs to look himself in the mirror and really ask him this simple question. Very simple but complex. Hmm. Are you? Do you want to keep losing your way, or do you want to win and God forbid give credit to somebody else? That's what this all boils down to, and it's been the same issue since 1995 and I really hope that they give Mike McCarthy finally the ability to pick his own staff after four years and I really hope they go okay Mike we're giving you this whole staff we're gonna let you do what you need to do and I hope Mike says yeah give me some damn players then because if you send me Noah Brown out here again what are we doing here this is a this this is a team game and it's so sad that Dak Prescott is the only one taking the flack for it when this offseason that we just had, that whole season was lost the minute the Jerry Jones and his son said, we're going to run this whole thing back and we're going to take away talent from our team. Over. Done. This, this season's already done. You need to move past it because that is the exact ass-backwards mentality of what it takes to win in today's NFL. You're already lost. Your, your competitive advantage needs to be on all assets of the game. And if your front office is built like it's in Windows 95 with dial-up internet and having cell phones the size of brick, what are we even doing? So, Cowboy fans, especially younger ones like Mo, y'all deserve better because if they don't do a a whole philosophical approach, not just on the coaching staff, and now it's going to be on the front office, we're just going to be right back in the exact same point. Look at Philadelphia. Dallas, yeah. I hate to say it, look at Philadelphia. And I hate Philadelphia. And Sky, I, I, I grew too, up in bro. central Pennsylvania. But but hate I hate them, but I respect, like, I hate them. But I was reach, I was about to reach out to my guy. I said, not yet. My, my bro, he's a big-time Eagle fan. I was about to congratulate him and talk about how, man, I'm jealous of mm-hmm. this and that. But I was like, not yet, man. Let me let me give it a couple days. But I am legitimately envious. I'm envious of, of how they operate, man. And it sucks because that is our, that's the most hated team that I hate. And, and they're about to potentially win another Super Bowl, and it, it really burns a yeah. fire inside of me, man. It really, really does. And they did it with a brand-new head coach, a brand-new offense, or a brand-new offense, new everything, new quarterback. Oh, and, and they're and facing the former Eagles yeah. coach in the Super Bowl, yeah. and the best coach that we've had in that time frame, oh, we, I can't think of anyone better than Jason Garrett to get it done. Bro, you you're the problem, dude. Don't you but ever say below that, the heavens. I will block you for saying some disrespectful stuff like that. I'm a low key, <laughs> and he said I'm low key an Eagles fan. Boy, you crazy. <laughs> so, hey, hey, mods, do your job, mods. We don't have that. We do not do that here.
But I will leave it at that. I am so glad that Karen Moore is finally gone, and this Jason Karen Garrett Moore. cancerous nasty tree is uprooted. Burn the earth, sage the star. I don't even want a player on the Cowboys roster named Jason or Kellen ever again. Have a good day, y'all. Appreciate you. Yo, the Karen Moore in Windows 95 is crazy because 95 last season and Karen Moore. Hey, man. The hell up out of here, dog, with this Eagles, this Eagles stuff. I'm just keeping it a being like I told you, I can't fake the funk on here. Can't fake the funk. The Philadelphia Eagles organization is is one of like the three or four organizations you want to model your team after. Like, let's just be real. What you want me to do? Toxic says storm and star. Man, it ain't gonna matter. Aaron Moore. Gotta love Toxic, man. Gotta love Toxic. Big Cat from New York. I only hear from Big Cat a few times, so we gotta get him up in here. What's good, man? Yo, what's up, man? What's going on? Listen, you guys, first of all, your caller's been on point, um, especially the last two um, cats as well as you. One of, one of our issues, bro, throughout the years has been, and this is I think something Cowboys fans need to accept as well. The idea that Jerry Jones was successful early. He, he, he had the issue and made the issue what it was in Dallas with Jimmy. But then again, rolling downhill and getting everything going forward, he figured he could absolutely run this back. Because he saw himself as the mastermind to put everything together. After 25 years of not having the success but being relevant, has still allowed this man not to take that look in the mirror that needs to be taken. Not to actually, and I'm not even going to say that man, Sky, I'm going to say the organization. Because his son yeah, is the one. Steven off the hook. Exactly. His son is the one that actually took Jerry's big pocket spending idea and put it away. He tucked it away because he became he became head of the department. He became head of of, of personnel. This is this is a rooted family issue. It's not necessarily even going to go away when when God you know when God takes. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, when when Jerry is no longer with us, Stephen yeah. is going to take yeah, over. Jerry, yeah, exactly. When G- Stephen is going to take, this is not going to go away. The idea that needs to happen, and this is what it again. It pains me like it pains you, like it pains any other real cowboy fan. Look at what the teams in your division have done in yeah. five years. Philly has been back. Twice, and with two different staffs, you you're not telling me. You're not telling me that there isn't something to look at there. But the arrogance of an individual, what they say, pride cometh before the fall, bro. Yeah. And the arrogance of an organization allows itself to seep so deeply that you can't be shown, told, or or even hinted that you're doing this wrong when all of your success, as small as it may be, 
as as meaningless as it ends up at the end of every year, all of your success amounts to nothing. Man, that's strong. Because and, when and, they approached Steven last year, I don't know where it was at. And it was like, hey, Steve, so what do you think about the Rams' approach of going all in? And he, he really downplayed their Super Bowl. Steven Jones said, not paraphrase, yeah, they won their little Super Bowl, but 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 they did it this way, and we don't believe in that. And, you know, they, they sacrificed X, Y, Z. Wait, Steven, run that back. You can't just, yeah, they won a little Super Bowl. They won the Super Bowl, Steven. They won, They're trying yeah. to tell you your way hasn't worked. Yep. Yep. That's like asking a person, bro, after after God came back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? After after Jesus comes back. Bro, like down playing the Super Bowl. Like it was Yeah, come on, man. Come on, man. Come on. We told you it was real. We told you that we could do it like this. We told you we told you that there was another way. But you decided to stay stuck. You decided to stay closed minded, closed eyed. It's it's gonna it's gonna make Cowboy Nation. I I remember I I remember having this conversation with somebody about um Syracuse University football, and I'm gonna let you go. Okay. The idea that Syracuse University football has has kind of died down. It has little to do with the the talent, the coaches, and the kids that you bring in. It has more to do with the community not giving the idea of what Syracuse used to be to their children. That's what's going to happen with Cowboy Nation. Cowboy Nation is going to eventually not be handed down, Scott. It's, it's going to, we're, we're going to be dinosaurs. We're going to, we're going to be the last of the Mohicans mm-hmm. to a certain extent because of the way things have gone and the way the family is rooted in their way of thinking. Listen, man. I, hey, great um, call, bro. I appreciate you. Appreciate you having me on. Um, I love my star. I love my star. But it ain't. There is no. There is no room for mediocrity in your own division now. In your own division, Sky. We're not even it, talking about yeah. the rest of the NFC. We're talking about in your own division. There is no room for you trying to figure it out. Yeah. I'm gone, man. Good Appreciate stuff, you. Big love Cat. You, bro. Appreciate that. Right. Much love. And Yes, man. And let's let's get this out the way. A lot of people say all oh, the Cowboys beat up on the bad, you know, NFC's division over the years. Whatever. If you want to say that, that's cool. But that same bad NFC's division has now been to five Super Bowls, have won three, and could potentially win four. I'm trying to think. Besides the Patriots... Since 2000 and, well, one day, what, seven? If they win this damn Super Bowl, that'd be four Super Bowls since 07. I would have to go back and look at the other divisions, but I'd be hard-pressed to see more teams have more Super Bowl wins than this division because of the Giants and Eagles. And I brought up organizational consistency. This feels like a mess to me. You know, Kellen Moore aside, like Kellen Moore was something that had to happen. I thought it had to happen last year. It didn't happen this year. It is what it is. It, it, it is what it is. But this, this, this feels like a mess. You know, 
in what could be a lame duck year for McCarthy, which sounds nuts, <laughs> but it could potentially be a lame duck year if he doesn't get to the NFC Championship game. He's not only has to do that, he has to do it with half of his staff being replaced. I don't know if he's going to be a play caller or not. Potentially a new system. I don't know. But when I look at organizational con- consistency, I don't necessarily mean having the same staff every year. I just mean having being on the same page from top down. I mean, you saw in L.A., you, the, 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 I think it was a profile that was put out about Les Snead and the owner letting Les Snead do his thing and then Les Snead let McVeigh do his thing. You see it in Philly. You've seen it twice, by the way, in Philly. It's just the organizational consistency, right? From the, 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 the system to the quarterback, to the defense, to the running back by committee, to, to play action, is play action pass. Like all of it is dribbling with the purpose. I feel like the Cowboys are, are the, the Washington Generals out there in a the league full of Globetrotters. It looks fun. It's entertaining. But at the end of the day, you know they're going to lose. And now they're going to lose in spectacular fashion. But we're going to pay. We're going to show up and we're going to watch because we're Cowboy fans. It is what it is. We cannot continue to be the Washington Generals. While the rest of the league is is dribbling with the real purpose, doing tricks around you, finger roll layups, and winning championships and showing you how to do it. Fine. Want to get rid of the quarterback, start over, then do it. You've had 27 years to do that and draft one. It didn't happen. Fine. You want to make a drastic move and fire the whole staff? Do it. And then show me that you've learned and that you're going to start doing things that these other teams have. That's all I care about. It's not about a specific player or a specific coach or whatever. I told y'all, I don't give a dang how it gets done. Just get it done. Just get it done. Rick. Bring this thing back because I know you were really excited to to hear about this news of Kevin Moore. Damn right, I was excited. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, Sky? What's going on, Cowboy Nation? Ah, today's a glorious day. Uh I, I just want to say this, man. Uh, Kellen did the best he can do. It wasn't good enough to get us over that hump. Uh, now, now everything falls into the lap of. Uh, Mike McCarthy and him trying to rebuild everything from scratch as far as, as, far as the offense side of the ball. Uh, I really we'll believe the reason that he lost a lot of his staff is because uh, uh, I think Stephen Jones had a temper tantrum like a little baby because he, he's the one that really wanted to keep Kellen Moore around here. You know what I'm saying? He's the one that figured, like, he could just put anybody in uh, some of these uh, – places that you need stars and real good players and just plug anybody in and you don't have to pay nobody. That's why he wanted Kelly here for so long because he figured like Kelly was the wonder boy, his wonder child. Nah, bro, that ain't how the real NFL works. You got to put stars in position to win big games. You know what I'm saying? You, you made some pretty good regular season teams. Kudos to that. 
but you need more than a regular season. You need teams that can get over the hump when it's time to get over the hump. You're telling me that we couldn't have played a better NFC championship game against the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles than these bum-ass 49ers? Yeah, Come on, pissed. man, get out I ain't going to lie to you. I was a little salty watching the Niners just absolutely implode. I'm like, damn, that, that, they couldn't implode last week. But, yeah, I, I, that was frustrating, brother. That was frustrating. Yeah, because I was thinking the same thing. I said, damn, Mark Parsons couldn't hit this dude hand like that. Right, right I was we thinking that, too. I'm like, bro, I said, listen, I know Dak was terrible in that game and, and the offense was bad and play call, all this other shit. But I'm like, yeah, but the Eagles got three turnovers in that game, man. We just, I was just asking for one. I just need one. Yeah. Yeah, man. And the thing is, like, even I, I, I had a back and forth with the damn 49er fans yesterday wow. and a little bit this morning. Uh, I they, said, why you I said, yo, why y'all big man? I said, how you big man? Y'all beat us, but you big man that you lost yesterday. I said, nah, keep that same energy because I said it last week to a lot of them, my friends and stuff that I know. I said, keep that same energy. I said because y'all gonna get delivered, y'all gonna get the same L that we got from y'all this uh, this shit, week. They lost like that. Oh, we ain't gonna lose. Oh man, do you know I me? Mean? Text messages and everything and. Throwing Dak in the trash and all all that crazy shit from these dudes I got, but now all of them is crickets. You know what I'm saying? Oh, at least we and beat don't y'all, nobody y'all, feel y'all, bad for him either. Don't don't nobody feel bad for the Niners. Hell no, hell no, I don't feel bad for the Niners. Yeah. I was I was happy like a I was happy like a little kid when they lost because I knew it was coming. But the thing is, uh, like you said, Sky, this 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 these Joneses have to give. Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy are fighting chance. They got a willing deal. All that vacationing in the summertime on the yacht shit, they need to cut that shit out. Stephen Jones needs to stay his ass at the star, and Jerry needs to stay his ass at the star, and Will McClay. They need to get out here and start willing and dealing. People that don't belong on this team no more, if their time is up, figure out something to do with them. Uh, if they yeah. can't help us, it's time to go. We, we, we got to get the right coaching staff in here with Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy needs to stay at the star. They need, need to crack down and get on this, man, because if these boys made it all, these Philadelphia Eagles made it all the way to the Super Bowl and they got a chance to win it, you telling me, even though we didn't, we, we didn't have all the stars that they got on their team, but we still competed with them at a high level this year, even with our backup and they backup against their backup, man, it's just a few things. We almost there. But we got to get the right pieces in place for as coaching and the rest of the, these players. And I think that we can do something, man. I'm just happy that there's no more tug of war with Kellen and goddamn Mike McCarthy philosophies. Mike McCarthy is the loudest in the room now. Let's see what happens. I really believe that we can do something. Now Dak Prescott, get somebody in here that can help be the quarterback whisperer and get him the pieces that he needs to win because I really believe we can do something. Let's get this shit done. All right. Appreciate you, Rick. A fantastic segue there because something I have not brought up amongst all the coaching coaching news is that Doug Nussmeyer will not be returning. He was the quarterback's coach, uh, and obviously it's it's on here, but I didn't talk about it. Doug Nussmeyer has also been, I want to say let go, but not renewed. His contract was already expired. Uh, he was a quarterback's coach when John Kitna left. Hey, big head. Want to come back, Kitna? And um, before that, he was a tight ends coach for the. I always thought that was weird, but uh, he was a tight ends coach and then the quarterbacks coach. And you know the whole Kellamore, Doug, Doug Nussmeyer, Dak Prescott trio was a trio for the last like three or four years. So that's gone. 
that's another one. I want to say the most important one because I think the most important hire aside from the OC will be who will be the uh, offensive line coach. But put a pin in that. We'll talk about that tomorrow and the next day. Already got my hindsight series ready to go. Um, we'll have we're starting off with the offensive line. But who is going to be the quarterbacks coach? Yeah, who's going to be the quarterbacks coach for this team? That'll be interesting. Uh, let me lock this up real quick. Uh, five five nine. What's goody? Hey, how's it going, man? All right. Um, <clears throat> I just want to um, say something really quick. You know, uh, I was kind of hoping for a good season, but uh, it's a good regular season over and over. Yeah, and a, well, and a good postseason game. So. <laughs> yeah, I've been saying this over and over. The Cowboys. The only team that could beat the Dallas Cowboys are the Dallas Cowboys, man. And uh, that's the truth. That's what happened. And uh, another thing before I let you go, um, I think this offseason they should uh, really sign another cornerback. And I'm thinking Patrick Peterson is a free agent out there. I think he would help Diggs um, and all the younger guys, like mentor them. And uh, just want to know your thoughts thank you appreciate the call yeah we're going to get into man the fun thing about the offseason is i have all these different variations of shows and, and the free agency one is one and, and and i started something last year i did a series where it was the stephen jones criteria so we have to understand in free agency we don't operate like other teams so we could talk about the big names and, and the big money free agents but in reality, there's this Stephen Jones criteria that fits in nine times out of 10. We we pretty much hit that every year. So we'll talk about the Stephen Jones criteria for ages. And then I'll talk about the one or two guys that I would like to have that may be out of reach because of money or because he just doesn't fit what Stephen Jones wants to do. Uh, Pat Peterson. Uh, I have to go look at the free agent market and cornerbacks. I think. They're going to roll with Deron Bland on the outside next year, bring back Jay Lou and draft a corner. I wouldn't be opposed to a, a veteran guy like a Pat Pete, uh, but I just got to see what other vets are out there. Pat Pete had a decent year with Minnesota, uh, but but he'd be a, it'd have to be a guy I'm not really trying to lean on, right? So I would more so be looking for a guy that's comfortable being cornerback four and teaching the young guys. Is Pat Pete comfortable being a backup, right? So... I'm looking for a guy that can, if he needs to step in to be cornerback too, he can. But in reality, we want Diggs, we want Bland to grow being those guys. Me personally. Uh, 850, what it is, what it do. How you doing, bro? I'm all right. This, this is Dallas Sports 1977. How you doing, bro? Good morning, Dallas Sports 1977. Well, bro, uh, I didn't. Um, I went to church yesterday morning, had a good time, and blessings of the Lord. But I didn't watch no football because I just couldn't watch. Mm-hmm. Sit and watch two teams I can't stand. I, just, I I can't stand the Philadelphia Eagles, and I I almost I can't say the other word, but I almost ate the Forty Niners. And uh, I'm glad the Forty Niners didn't win because I didn't want them to get another world championship. And now we got to uh, deal with the 49ers, uh, deal with uh, the Philadelphia Eagles playing for Super Bowl. I just hope that Kansas City beat them. Um, 
I'm happy about Kellen Moore. I ain't got much to say this morning. I haven't did a video in about a week and something because I'm still upset about us losing and stuff. I'm happy that Kellen Moore is gone. Uh, my uh, sentiments about the situation is that uh, my opinion is if we brought in a type of West Coast offense, something similar to a mixture of Bill Walsh, Tom Landry, and Vince Lombardi, we got to get the right offensive coordinator that can fit to help strengthen uh, Dak Prescott to help him to teach him how to uh, uh, read defenses and everything. We got a great defensive coordinator. I'm happy with the defense. Defense played great. I'm happy with them. Thanks, I'm just disappointed with Thanks. the offense. And one more thing I got to say: until we uh, work on building yeah. our offensive line and making them strong, and, and they just as soft as weak as ice cream and butter at a, a church a church service, bizarre service. Goddamn. They just soft as butter. They just, they, it's as soft as can be. The offensive line? I played football. I could, uh, yeah. Did you say the offensive line is? I offers, I'm talking about our offensive line is soft as butter. If you can, I don't play football coaching. Soft, man. I'm just messing with you. Go ahead. Yeah, we, we, we are, we are soft. We are soft. I'm not going to sugarcoat it anymore. I'm upset with this team. I've been a Dallas Cowboy for a long time. We are soft as butter. Mm-hmm. Until we work on our strength, work on building our in the trenches, we're going to always have to deal with this same subject every doggone 365 days every next year. Until we work on that. And one more thing is the, the Jones family. That's all I got to say. I want to listen to what you got to say about what I've coming on, brother. Skywalker, I, I speak blessings unto you, bro. God bless you and thank all you those so great much. YouTubers. I, bro, I want to let you know I, I thank God for you. I talk about I, I want to let you know on my channel, if you, if, if you listen to my channel, I talk about you and tell how great you job you're doing oh, your, on, on your channel. I talk about law. I talk about Skywalker, uh, uh, West Coast Cowboy, Big Game James. Uh, Mark Holmes, Joe Boo Sports, Landlord, and all y'all. Let y'all know what great work y'all do. Yeah, amazing all community. I, say, bro. I just want to hear your comment. Appreciate you, 1977. We got 1980 and we got 1977. And we have a, a fantastic community, man. One of the best, if not, I say the best community in, in all of sport. In all of sport. I'll just say that. In all of sport. And I could be biased, obviously. But I do think we have a good one. Um, My man said, Vince Lombardi. Tom Landry and Bill Walsh. That's how you know he old school. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But we got to get somebody in here to add a little twang to it. You know, just a little some somebody in here a little bit younger than, than, than that, that thinking. But I am not opposed at all to bringing more West Coast principles um, on this offense. I am not at all. You even you still see is this sounds crazy. This sounds crazy because because Pat Mahomes is the modern day quarterback and he's an alien and Andy Reid is a genius. But Andy Reid still incorporates a lot of West Coast stuff in what he does from time to time. Right. But it's just got twang to it. Right. He just, he just adds to it. That's why Andy Reid to me uh, is it, it, I'm glad he won that Super Bowl a couple years ago. Hall of Fame coach, one of the best offensive minds in the history of the game uh, because he's able to adapt. He's like Sting. He's like Chris Jericho. He's like the Undertaker. The decades go by, but they are, they are able to reinvent themselves time and time again while also being the core of who they are. It's it's good stuff. It's good stuff. So, yeah, I, I, I'm all I'm down for the West Coast, but but we got to we got to have somebody in uh, McCarthy's ear that can help him. Put a little sauce on it. That's all. Put a little sauce on it. As for the offensive line being soft. Um. 
That's tough, man. I, I think Steel ain't soft. I don't think uh, Zach Martin's soft. I don't think um, Tyler Smith is soft. And we'll talk about this tomorrow. I think what's soft is our is our identity, right? Is our is who we are from an offensive standpoint, right? I I, I don't think we're they're soft. I I think as an offense, our philosophy is soft. I think that's that's our, our philosophy is soft. When the going gets tough, we don't toughen up and just beat you with what we do greatering. It's ah, second and two, our guy just went down. Let's spread it out and go five wide. Game is close. It's nine and nine. It's it's still there, but but let's go ahead and just kind of keep throwing this thing. Let's be scared and soft to put in the rookie running back that got more juice than the starting running back who's not playing well and hasn't played well for a long time because we we too soft to make that decision. I just think our offensive mentality is soft. Um, not necessarily the the players. And again, this goes back like you're who you are, I think, starts from the top. Look at the CEO of the defense. Tell them they soft. Now, I know a lot of people think that the, the, the run game and this and that, man, the run game, run defense. I thought God is, is act together. I, I'm not going to sit here and boohoo about that. But look at the CEO over there. The CEO of the offense is Kevin Moore. Let's go empty in the red zone. I guarantee you. Uh, Shane Steichen ain't going no goddamn five wide or empty set at second and two in the red zone and throwing I can guarantee you that Los what you got for us Los yo good morning man just real quickly um, what system and scheme do we ever have going these last years going for us and say truly we have a top five coaching staff staff in the NFL that matches that talent either what we even when we had weapons or not you know because in both years we lost to San Francisco miserably and you can say that can be due to the scheme we come in I mean Dak did play miserable this last game but the the route punches didn't help him the you know nothing goes in our favor when it matters most, correct? And we have shown inconsistency for Dak for the, all his, you know, years playing, you know. He you know, he has changed I don't know how many offensive coordinators now moving off from Kellen he has went through. Only we, two. We, he just had Kellen and, and Linehan. That's it. Yeah, and and I mean Jason Garrett for I don't know if he he, he helped him too offensively, but he didn't like, have Jason Garrett. Jason coach, Garrett was a head coach. Linehan was gotcha, the coordinator. Gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. Um, and just for, well, just from that coaching tree, like we, I don't feel like they never use. Um, I mean, at times they use them, but they never use it when they like at the big moments. Like where what happened with all the play actions, moving from the pocket, using his legs situationally, you know. And we see here watching this <laughs> NFC East rival going to another Super Bowl, and I mean, look at Jalen Hurts' game. He didn't even play a grand game. I think he only passed for like one, one, one forty or less. He only and, had a, a hundred and like fifty total yards in in that game, and and a quarterback sneak touchdown, and they won by four, three or four possessions. 
and that's just because of the team that's built around him. Like they, they didn't sit. And kudos, right, right. And kudos to the staff. They realized, all right, this this ain't a throwing day for for Jalen Hurts. So let's figure out a way to to get this thing running. And then when we do need to use Jalen Hurts, we're going to move him around. And I don't get how one week exactly. we, you know, we have Dak Prescott moving where the play action is working, is kicking. And then the next week we completely say, yo, you're just going to be a drop back passer against the number one defense. You know, I just don't understand exactly. that. That That's not as clear as day that that is not a good matchup for Dak, not a good matchup for Kellen, but this is what we're going to do. You know, and that's the thing that frustrated me about that day. And once you saw that, that this ain't his day. He throw an interception. He looks a little bit uncomfortable back there. I say all the time, why not just get him on a run? Why not get him in this game by, by, by running the ball with his legs or moving the pocket and kind of getting – I said this weeks ago. What happens when your quarterback is not on? Who who does something to get him out of that? No one. Exactly. Like, I mean, you can rely on Micah Parsons, but, I mean, he's been playing her all that's year. De- that's defense. That's defense. I'm, I'm talking about offensively, right? Like, like who from, from a coaching standpoint, hey, my quarterback's not on today. All right, we got we got to pivot. How do we how do we pivot here to make the to, to to make sure we execute a little bit better? And it's not by going second and two five wide in the reds. I digress. Go ahead, man. Exactly, Sky. And I and I'll leave you with this. Um, this is just in my opinion, in my opinion only. But I think the media asking if McCarthy was going to get fired was a mistake by the media itself because I really think. What we could have, should have done was just clean house and just look, go ahead and look in the future. And damn well, you know, Jerry is not going to fire McCarthy now that the media asked him because, you know, Jerry doesn't want to look like a damn fool on those social platforms, all right? So there's nothing you can do. And, and if there's something you can do for Dak, if, you know, just get him a new system and elevate his off, you know, what he does best, right? And, you know, see, see what type of, offensive coordinator has, like you said, Sky has this West Coast type of offense that, you know, uses run, uh, play action, throws deep, and just, you know, no giddy gadget curl routes. And, you know, I, I feel like we truly missed on some good coaching candidates coming out this year, but that's wrap. here and there. Yep. Yeah, I mean, in my opinion. But, uh, I mean, hey, that's that's for another topic. But, uh, yes, it is. And, I'll, I'll leave you with this. I'll leave you with. You gotta this end too. it. We got. We gotta uh, keep it moving, brother. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now that Kellen Moore is, uh, you know, gone, and he has rumored to be going to the Chargers, right? Do you remember that stat you put for Austin Eckler that he had so many receiving yards? Yep. Or I whatever? thought about that. Yeah, man. I, I feel man. Herbert and I don't know how they're gonna do it in char- in, in Chargers, but I, I don't know if they're gonna be happy or what's they're gonna be the reaction. I'll leave you with that, guys. Peace. Austin Eckler ain't getting 107 receptions with Kellen Moore as offensive coordinator. I'd tell you that much. <laughs> he ain't getting no 107 receptions. Uh, they'll put up numbers. They got they got the players to to put up the numbers. That's always the thing about Kellen. I said if you, if you give him the quarterback and you give him obviously the horses, they'll put up numbers. I said that with Jason Garrett too. Uh, they're going to put up numbers. It's it's about situationally and game plan wise. Can he be a consistent guy? Can, can does he have an identity? I still don't know. I still don't know. And this is this is a this is something I think there's a disconnect between fans and what, what is reality. So people often say, and somebody in here said it, I can't find it. Uh what Dak Prescott has he, he can kill the play, he can audible the play, he can This ain't Madden. 
Usually a kill is just, I got, we call two plays in the huddle, kill it to that specific play. Now, when you're in hurry up, I can dictate, boom, 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 you go here, you go here, or, or you know, in that situation. But killing a play to a run, because this was something earlier, or to another play is not the same as game planning that run or said play to attack the defense. It's not the same thing. And 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 as fans, we gotta we we gotta provide context. Is what I try to do here. This is not Madden. This isn't. Hey, they're they're coming out in this ten seconds left on the play clock. I'm going to change the play completely, completely to something that we didn't call in the huddle, <laughs> something that maybe we didn't practice. And you do this, you do that, you do this or that. Boom, perfect play call. No, it's usually let's see what happens here. The defense is playing cat and mouse, kill, kill, kill. We're killing to this specific play I called in the hall or in the. Uh, in the huddle so we got to remove that game planning and audibling slash killing a play are not the same not even remotely close well the np he actually gets compared to to manning at the line of scrimmage believe it or not by many many smart people in the nfl many smart people and i think teams started to realize that he was really good at the line of scrimmage so they had to trick him at the line of scrimmage and the best get tricked we did it to tom brady Hell, Manning got tricked a lot in the playoffs. Like, again, again, thank God social media wasn't around back then. But Peyton Manning took like seven or eight seasons to really start doing well in the playoffs. And even when they won the Super Bowl, he didn't do great. But I am not that great. Uh, a couple more, and then I got I to gotta get set up for Dr. Boothby. Um, DJ, and then I think we got our guy from the Bahamas, I think. I think. Always love to hear from him. What's up, DJ? Hey, morning, Scott. Morning, Scott. How are you doing this morning, brother? Um, man, it's funny that you mentioned Madden just now because that's actually my comparison for how Keller Moore called plays. That's what I've been saying. He, he calls plays like it's Madden because there's no kind of sequence to it or anything like that, which it's funny that you ask the, the identity. There really isn't one. They haven't had one. The only identity you could really say is curls. Like that was his – his thing, and I think uh, organizational-wise, the the whole thing that kind of gives me some semblance of hope is because if you look at these good squads, um, offensively all year, we're like, why do we have this guy in the game right now? Why is Zeke starting? Why is McGovern out there when, hey, you know, Mons. Jason Peters is in the game? I ain't doing you know, job, why... Go ahead. My bad, brother. Oh, no, you're good. You're good. Um, but all season we were asking questions like, why is this – and if you look at just the, the other side of the ball, that really wasn't the case. The reason certain guys were out there that we didn't want to have out there or we thought like were lacking was because of injury. That was the only reason. On the offensive side of the ball, there's guys that are just out there when there's better options sitting on the sideline 100% healthy. And then they would get in for a series or two, and then they get the guy that they actually wanted, like the McGoverns of the world, the Zeeks of the world. Um, Dennis Houston started the first week of the season. That guy was your, one of the starting receivers for, at the beginning of the season because for whatever reason, there was just no direction. There was no kind of organization to this to evaluate talent. And I understand somebody's a, a – a, a scout team hero and looks good in practice, but once you get the film on the field, in-game stuff, and you're still putting these same guys out there, that's yeah. why they clean house. Better you know, that's dudes, why they got rid of better dudes usually win more often than not. 
That's just they just do. They just do. They just do, and they 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 repeatedly, all the way down to the end of the season, went with guys that. I think I think the 49ers kind of scared them into okay we gotta we gotta go like that's why TP looked like he was about to have a whole bunch of touches in the game because they, they knew that they couldn't pull that off because the the proof was in the pudding there was guys out there that had just done better throughout the season and they wanted to give those guys the best touches but it it should it shouldn't take until the the end of the season you're playing a really good team that sure. you have uh, respect for or kind of scares you a little bit you have to do that early on so those guys can get. You can get versed and you can find out what works and what doesn't and then have an identity to fall back on uh, in those tight games instead of five wide curl routes. I I don't think people understand how bad that call was at the end of the game. Season on the line, you ran four, almost cussed, you ran four curl routes. Anyway. And and that's that's not the only time that it happens. Repeatedly, any time there was a tight, I, I know you know. And I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to them who don't know. <laughs> right. Anytime there was a tight situation, anytime there was a tight situation, you could almost bet. And if I know, you can guarantee the defense knows because they watch film and they study and that's their job. That there was going to be run to the sticks, turn around. That was it. Yeah. Hey, appreciate the call, DJ. I'm going to get to to one more here and we got to get going. I'm, I'm up against the time. Yes, sir. I believe this is my guy from the Bahamas. If I'm wrong, correct me. Yeah, man. Hey, what's up, guys? Yes, sir. What's good, good brother? All is well, man. Listen, I only I know you say you're running for time, so yeah. I'll be quick. The only thing I call in to say is that I don't understand why everybody don't really listen to Jerry Jones. Um, Jerry Jones, okay, first of all, Doc had an injury right this year with his finger, his thumb, broke it, got a screw in it, boom. No excuse, right? However, the interceptions are not a trait of Doc Prescott. But I can tell you something that lead up to the way humans are. Doc Prescott is human. I am no way apologizing for Doc Prescott. He played like crap in the game. I like crap. However, this season, don't you think Doc Prescott heard his owner that didn't pay him when he was supposed to be paid, said how he overpaid for Doc, how Doc strong arm him, how he feel like he paid Doc Prescott too much money? He did say that. He did say he got got strong arm, yep. I have never heard an owner in football, and I've been watching football from a kid. I'm 40, 45 right now. I don't, I've never heard an owner came out after giving a player money, said the player, and basically came out as if he was robbed of this money yeah. from Doc Prescott. Said, I wish I would have so done that, that earlier. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So Doc is human. So the interceptions probably come from Doc pressing too much, wanting to do so much, after the same owner that said, you robbed me, took away weapons on petty bullshit, basically, him and Amari Cooper, the, the non-vaccine or whatever else problems he had internally, but you gave away a number one talent for fifth round pick, get out of here with that. That's never going to work. Secondly, you took away weapons from him and then tell him, I need you to go win me a Super Bowl. Now Doc taking all the flock because Jerry Jones decided, I want to do this my way or the highway. Now, I want the fans to understand something. Players will play the game with the players that you give them to, to play the game. Up to this season, C.D. Lamb was not known to be a number one wide receiver, okay? He was a number two. He was never playing in the X. So now you give your $40 million quarterback, uh, not sure number one, and three number fours, and tell him to go beat elite defensive? Nah, listen. Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, need to get up off their arrogant asses and go out 
And like you said, I listened to your show all morning. I was here from God knows when. Harry Roseman, like you said, went out and got Jalen Hurts the help he needed to see where he could go before he cut him or before he extended him. Jerry Jones extended Doc Prescott and then took the players away and said, now go win for me. Where in the world has anybody ever done that and looking for success? Everybody who's a Cowboys fan that saw that Eagles game, that saw that Niners game should be appalled. I think this was our year to go to the Super Bowl. I really felt that the defense was elite enough that I they could have. was last um, year. Oh. Exactly. And that's my point. And this year was even better. And one more thing, Michael Parsons need to shut up. Like, literally, <laughs> I, I could be his daddy. I have a, I have a son his, his, his age. He needs to shut up. Like, literally, he needs to come off Twitter when the season starts. He needs to come off social media, and he needs to shut up and play ball. Okay? He needs to stop trolling, guys. We haven't done anything in 30 years. We haven't won anything. He just needs to shut up. 27, 28, that's 30 years running off. He needs to shut up. That's about it. Jerry Jones is the problem. And until Jerry Jones left somebody who actually knows football to be whatever they need to be, stop meddling. You had a guy just call in and said, they have players sitting down on the bench that can play but they putting in their guys? Who do you think is orchestrating all of that? Jerry Jones. We know. You, you really believe nothing, that, that everything that goes in there, he's a micromanager. So you think that Jerry Jones isn't like, play Conor McGovern over Jason Peters, play Conor McGovern over this one, play the next one over the next one. Well, the That's biggest, all Jerry Jones. The biggest one is Zeke, right? Like Jerry came out in the beginning of the season and said, this team goes as Zeke goes. And everybody looked at him like, what are you, t- are you watching the same team we're watching, bro? What because in his mind, Thank you. In his mind, I draft this guy. I paid this guy. So I don't want to look like a fool, so I need you to play him. No, Jerry. Zeke is past his prime. You could use him sparingly at the goal line or when, when we need short yardage. But to put Zeke in a whole game and take away touches from Pollard is asinine. Like, that was the most stupidest thing. I watched the season, you know, but I wasn't hopeful. I was like, you know, this is going to crash and burn at the opportune time because they're going to keep Zeke in the game too long. Noah Brownham cannot take you to the Super Bowl. This is not basketball where LeBron can take a bunch of scrub like Booby gets on them to the, to the finals and still get sweep or whatever. That, this, this, football is different. Your deficiencies catches up with you when you reach the pinnacle of the playoff. Yes, you won a playoff game against the Bucks. Agent defense, Agent Brady. Yes, Don Quinn was able to confuse Brady. But we'll say, listen to me. Unless Jerry in closing, Jones. In closing. In closing. Unless Jerry Jones. Let football minds do football things for the Dallas Cowboys. We'll have another term of wasted talent. Michael Parsons, Trayvon Diggs, Dak Prescott, Tony Pollard. That offensive line can be greater than it is when Steels come back with Tyler Smith. We're going to end up crying again for the next 20 years. Appreciate you, man. man. Great call as always. Always brings the heat. And, Tuan, you ain't going to like this, so cover your ears because you get mad anytime somebody brings up Zeke. It is what it is. That's your guy. You'll never, you'll never yield on Ezekiel Elliott not being that good anymore. He's just a, a run-of-the-mill running back at this point in his career. So cover your ears. People want to get upset about a contract. It ain't your quarterback's contract. That is not the most egregious contract on this team. It's Ezekiel Elliott. That is the most egregious contract. I can't stand when people bring up, they want to bring up the quarterback contract. Man, quarterbacks get paid around this league all the damn time, and their teams still supply them with guys, right? But there is no reason in hell to pay Ezekiel Elliott what you paid him when you paid him it and then compound it by getting rid of Amari Cooper and paying Michael Gallup. Those are the two most egregious contracts, in my opinion, on this team. 
Again, cover your ears. You don't want to hear this, Mr. Antoine Wright. Cover your ears. This ain't for you, brother. You talk about how he's the fall guy. He's not the fall guy enough. He's not the fall guy enough because he's the running back. Your owner. This team goes as Zeke goes. Zeke was terrible in the last month of the season. Was terrible in the playoffs. The Tony Pollard, your best running back, goes down and Zeke couldn't do it. The guy that you say we should lean on and the team goes as he goes. And this ain't got ish to do with play calling. Watch the man play. He ain't nearly the same. The difference is I can say Dak Prescott, did he sucked in that game. Hey, we got to move on from Dak. If that's what y'all think we should do and we'll get better, cool. But you can't tell me we need to move on from Ezekiel Elliott when that is the absolute right thing we needed to do. Now you can take your ears off. Now you can take your ears off. We're a family. We're having a, a tough discussion. And, that, and that's a tough discussion to have with Ezekiel Elliott. That nobody wants to have with him. And we'll have it in this little spot and then it'll go away. It'll go away. No one would care about the egregious contract that he has with the terrible output. Yes. Dollars to value. It's terrible output. But we'll talk about Dax. So it had to be said. That's all I'm saying. It had to be said. And with that said, we got to keep it trucking, Cowboys Nation. Tomorrow, we'll talk about this offensive line. Joe Philbin being gone. Essentially a report card. An evaluation. In our first state, not state of the unit. That is after free agency. In our first hindsight 2022 series. Make sure you hit the like button if you enjoyed the show. Hit the sub button. We're about to talk to the doc here. In fact, I got to get going as we speak. So I'm going to hit a hard out from y'all. My apologies, but we ran a little long. I know we would. Um, look, come on back tomorrow. Later on, I'll be on with, um, not this one. I'll be on with Vach. We'll be talking about this some more. He did a breaking news show yesterday, uh, and I talked a little bit about it, but we'll break it down some more. Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, but we'll be back tomorrow. Talking Cowboys offensive line and where to move forward with some of these guys. I appreciate y'all for being here. Tune in. I'll be dropping a doc talk later on this week. We out here. Peace. <laughs>